The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right, Keith, one more time. Let's do it. Yeah, it feels like a marathon this week for us. We've been spending a lot of time in the studio. Yeah, well, we were we were actually guests on a podcast, which was kind of kind of cool. Yeah, it was long. We were on there for three hours. I, I didn't even realize it. I blinked and I was like, whoa, did, uh, did we join Joe Rogan or something? <laughs> I thought that it. Uh, I thought that it was like two hours, and then I looked like after you left, and I'm like, oh shit, it was yeah. three hours. Yeah, it, it was fun though, good time. It was really good time. Yeah. So shoot, shoot, shoot the, the shit, shit yep. podcast. Yeah. Hoodlum and Millar. Yeah. So uh, that'll come out in what was it? A couple weeks, right? That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So when that comes out, we'll definitely make sure everybody out here knows where it is. Go listen to us hanging out with those guys. It was a. It was a lot of fun. I'm pretty excited to catch up with our uh, guest co-host tonight. Definitely, definitely. So let's get this thing going so we can bring them in. So first off, I want to remind everyone that we do release new content every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of The Gun Experiment or Chopping It Up. And I want to talk about our friends over at Target Sports USA. Their everyday ammo prices are already an outstanding deal. Everyone knows that. But if you want to save some money, check out their Ammo Plus membership. Keith and I are both members of that. And that gets you 8% off plus free shipping on ammo, order priority, and in-stock product alerts. And uh, one more thing, if you plan on attending this year's NRA convention, which is April 14th to 16th, Stop by booth 4203 and say hello to those guys over there. Tell them that the gun experiment sent you and they're going to hook you up with some cool swag as well. You can visit them at targetsportsusa.com. And if you're looking to support us, uh, you know, I'd really like to get some more of uh, those five-star reviews. I, I want to read one of those on the air, make Keith feel a little bit better. <laughs> Pat they, on the could, back. they could talk about you if they'd like instead. No, that, I'm going to talk about you, how great you are. You know, I'd like to make you feel good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate and, it. Well, it, that, you... you if you keep giving me more work to do in the studio, I might not stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm getting all these like guest co-hosts. I could just, you know, we could, we could, you're replaceable, my friend. Oh, you are replaceable. Just a number these days. You're just a number. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. As long as your wife doesn't say that, you're okay. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That would be a bad place to hear that line. Very, very bad. So before we get going tonight, I want to also talk about on-site firearms training. Everyone knows that we train with those guys. And, uh, you know, personally, I can assure you that you're going to get top-notch instruction if you go and train with them. But there's a whole lot more. They also bring in the best instructors from all around the country. And they will be bringing in Bob Keller of Gamut Resolutions on May 20th and 21st for a two-day introduction to tactical carbine and pistol class. So head on over to OFTLLC.us to sign up for that class and anything else that you might be interested in. They have a huge catalog with tons of things to choose from. So you're going to find something you like, that's for sure. And let's start this thing. Tonight's guest co-hosts are back after a long hiatus and ready to chop it up with us. I'm pleased to welcome Kurt Sills and Jesse Free from Blue Alpha Gear back to the gun experiment. Guys, how are we doing? Doing great. Hey, we're doing good. Thanks awesome. for having us on. So one quick little yeah. correction. Actually, Jesse, you've never actually been on. I think we interviewed Kurt, but it really was, a, it sounded a lot better just to say you both came back. <laughs> I, I, it's true. I am a virgin. <laughs> well, I can't help with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt might be able to help you out. Yeah. He's yeah. already got his shirt off. I yeah, heard. his shirt's off. He's yeah. ready to rock and roll. Yeah, he's yeah. ready to roll. This party started. <laughs> <laughs> so how you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're doing great. Business is good. Uh, we're staying super busy. We got new products uh, coming out. And, Th thank uh, you uh, for sending those fanny packs our way. We really enjoyed yeah. them. 
I'm yes. I'm still using uh, using mine uh, on occasion. Like I find like weekends, like in the morning when I get up and I I don't really want to get dressed. <laughs> I yeah. just like put the fanny pack on and go to the store and look like uh, Alan from The Hangover with the satchel. Yeah, yeah, with like your bunny bunny slippers and yeah, the fanny pack. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. your best life. Yeah. And hopefully, the, the fanny pack is just slightly looser on your body so that it hangs down a little bit. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 still pretty. I mean, I've definitely lost. Honestly, good thing I lost some weight because I'm almost at the max. I got a couple inches left. Um, but I can get it to hang a little bit, you know. But so if you don't intermittently fast, you're not wearing a fanny. I'm that not even wearing a fanny that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, Kurt, when I talked to you um, after getting it and we had a conversation, you were like, "Have you driven around with it?" And I was like, "A little bit." And you're like, "That's that's where it's like sweet spot." Oh yeah, that's. And the then best I'm spot. like, I'm like, yeah. you're right. Like driving around with it, like just not in your pants and just kind of hanging out is just way awesome. way easier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, major major quality of life improvement right there, and worth the purchase alone, uh, just for you know driving around, especially long drives and family road trips and all that stuff. You get all the benefits of appendix carry, but with none of the discomfort. And and once you know the only I joked I think if you if you heard our show when we were talking about reviewing the uh, the pack, <clears throat> I joked that as long as you can you know as long as you're committed to wearing the fairy fanny pack. I almost said fairy there. You really did. Uh, for wearing the fanny packet, like you have to get commit to wearing it. And if you commit to wearing it, you also, the benefit you get is people look at you and they like, they say, no way that guy's carrying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's based yeah. as fuck. And like, it, and honestly, like it really just screams like, you know, I don't care what you think. I'm just going to wear this thing. Yeah. Right. Well, I, so yeah, when I first started testing, like, I started this whole thing as like not a fanny pack guy. Right. But I'm like, I think this is a, a good product. So when I started testing it, I was like the first couple of days I was like looking around, like, I bet everyone's looking at me. Everyone's noticing. Yeah. Because I have a fanny pack on. I look so different. Yeah. And then like pretty shortly after that, I realized like, Oh, everyone is literally oblivious to everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And like no one notices me at all. Have so you ever tried back to normal? Have you ever tried to talk talk to the person that's pumping gas next to you? They, you, they look like you have three heads on you. So I, I don't think they're <laughs> yeah, noticing. Exactly. Yes. I don't think they'd notice yeah, that you have no, a fanny pack on either. Yeah, yeah. They want not. They want nothing more than no human interaction. That's right. They want to go back to their cell phone as quick as possible. Well, um, yes. I will say, like the gray one that Mike has, um, like I've seen him wear it with a couple outfits, and it, it's you know. It, if you can match your outfits, like my wife tells me I don't do, um, you know, it, it, it looks even less, you know, yeah. conspicuous. Yeah. Well, well oh, the, yeah. the two things that I noticed, so first of all, I should say this, I've said it before when we reviewed it, but now that you guys are on, I was looking for a fanny pack. I wanted to to have that option. We both were. I, I, I chose the over the shoulder one on my vacation last yeah. year and I hated it. Right. And so like, the problem I was having was everything was either like super tactical with like Molly all over it or right. gigantic. And I'm like, I'm not going to wear a gigantic one. Like that's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know? So that was yeah. the, that was the one thing. And the other yeah. thing is I, you know, once you, once you own it and you kind of like style it up a little bit, like you said, match it with some outfits. I kind of like it. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird feeling, but I'm like, I kind of feel like I look cool. Now I you do have cool. to train with it. If you want to be proficient with it. Um, we both found that, you know, yeah, like yeah, there's, there's a, there's a little bit of a, um, of a learning curve, but, um, you know, dry fire fixes that pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and it's the, the magic of it is, is it's totally a dry fire thing. You can totally do it at home. Um, 
you know, it costs you zero in ammo. And it's just a matter of like, grab, grab the zipper, give it a yank, pull the pistol piece of cake. So you also just released your new battle belts. You want to talk about those really quick? Cause I actually, oh, I just sure. want to, I just want to ask one thing on the fanny pack before yeah, we ahead. moved on. It, if you decide if I could get one with like another inch and a half to two inches so I could fit my Nighthawk in it, I would be really excited. Okay. <laughs> Keith's, yeah, just, Keith's been asked many times for an extra inch. Short, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I carry a Nighthawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Compensation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He wants it to make sure that he can get it out so that he can show everyone his Nighthawk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be, that, that would be unsafe. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's what high end 2011 people do is they <laughs> excuse to show off their gun. It's very, very, very true. Yeah. It, it's possible. There'll be, um, another size variant in the future. Okay. We were just trying to like hit the sweet spot with the fanny pack. It world, is, which is like, it is a sweet spot. If you're interested in a fanny pack, you're probably looking for something that's kind of like slim and minimal. Yeah. And so we built everything around the, the really common and popular slimline subcompact pistols. Agreed. Yeah. And, and honestly, that is what it's perfect. It is perfect for, for that size. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and we talked about like carrying it at the beach or something. It's like, what more are you going to carry there? You know? Exactly. Yep. So yeah, when we were designing it, we, uh, so we basically just got the dimensions of a compact and like turned it sideways on the screen and then just formed the fanny pack around mm. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We used a Glock 43 X to, to build it. And I, I turned to the dimensions of a Glock 43 X into a triangle. Cause that's basically what it is from the back of the slide to the tip of the barrel. And then across the bottom from the tip of the barrel to the bottom of the grip. Yep. And that triangle is what we use to, to build it. Cool. So take us to battle belts. Got new yeah. product, right? So, yeah, uh, I, I was, I was excited about the fanny pack, but like we are like thrilled with how the battle belt light turned out. Um, we like, I feel like we pulled off some serious magic with this belt. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's a culmination of everything we've learned about making belts, which is, you know, that's our, that's our bread and butter. Yep. Uh, it's a culmination of everything we've learned all summed up into one new product. Uh, it's takes advantage of a lot of the super high tech materials we're working with and a lot of the super high tech manufacturing processes that we do. And because of all of that, we built in a lot, we were able to find a lot of efficiencies and, the result of all of those efficiencies is a belt that is, uh, has more features. It is 40% lighter than our, our, um, regular battle belt. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a considerable yeah. amount. And here, here's the crazy part that we pulled off. It costs less. Okay. So that's awesome. Um, and that's yeah, passed so on, that's passed on to the end user. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we pass that on to the end user. So, uh, in fact, good, good for, um, by the way, good for you, right? Cause like you could have yeah. charged the same amount. No one would have known the difference, you know, that right. very good, yeah. good for you guys. Yeah. So, um, so because we found a lot of manufacturing efficiencies in it because of the design, um, it just kind of worked out awesome where we were able to, to offer it at a lower price, but it's still, it's like, for me, it's, it's the one to get. Um, there's very few use case scenarios where the battle belt light wouldn't be the preferred belt over every other belt on the market, including our current battle belt. Is your current battle belt, would the use case be, is it a little more robust? Is that like if you were like a real uh, heavy duty? 
The use case is basically if you need a D-ring Cobra buckle because you are a professional that clips into helicopter lanyards and other vehicle lanyards. Um, That's if you you need a tow like a truck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you're required to have a D-ring Cobra buckle, that's pretty much the use case. Okay. Okay. So we gave up the D-ring Cobra buckle on the new belt because we wanted to focus on lightness. And most people don't need that, right? Reality is They're very cool. The reality is that most people don't need that. Yep. And um, they're going to benefit much more from having a belt that's lightweight all the time than from having a D-ring Cobra buckle that they use extremely rarely or never. Okay. Um, so, so for most people, including professionals, uh, but especially, you know, the average person who, um, wants to have a load bearing inner outer belt system who takes firearms classes or, uh, you know, just wants to, um, to have, be able to bring extra stuff with them and needs an inner outer belt. Uh, the battle belt light is going to be great for them. So it's a pretty outstanding product and, uh, we are thrilled with it. And so far the feedback has been phenomenal. And everyone's really excited about it. Awesome! People are really surprised when they hold it. Uh, we went yeah. to a um, we went to the Georgia Tactical Officers Association uh, the other day, and you know we we, we figured out the uh, the right way to introduce it was to give them the Gen One with the D ring, and then give them the the Battle Belt Light. And it was like I wish I could have a recording of just seeing the people and the reaction to it. They're like, "What? This is <laughs> yeah, great." Like- it boggles your mind a little bit. Yeah. 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 It feels like it's made out of air. That's, um, that's crazy. Yeah. It is helium so infused though. That's, yeah. That's so cool. it looks just, I mean, it's really, it looks just as durable as, as any of the other oh, one, right? I'm sure so, it is. So, so that's the thing is it, it is, it, I would argue that in a lot of ways it's going to be more durable, huh, especially okay. when it comes to abrasion resistance. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. the, the outer, um, Molly laser cut Molly panel is made out of a laminated um, Cordura fabric. So it it's Cordura is extremely, you know, uh, abrasion resistant and more so than just regular nylon webbing. So it, it's, it's super clean looking. It's very simple in all of its, um, in, in like how, how it's laid out. Um, and uh, there's just like a bunch of little details and nice features in it that, um, it's a, like I said, it's the culmination of everything we've learned and years and years of feedback. And, um, we're just like really thrilled with how it turned out. Very, the, very the Molly's a little different, right? But it looks like more crisp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah it looks, it looks sharp. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's thin and, uh, slim. Uh, the belt itself is very slim. Uh, it's, it's still fully rigid, rig, uh, fully rigid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> you stepped into that one, yeah, <laughs> It's as rigid as you'd ever want it to be. Um, <laughs> so there's, and that's because there is a um, a uh, material on the inside that is a it's a laser cut Tegris, oh. and, which is a laminated polypropylene. Uh, it's twelve plies of laminated polypropylene. So it's like a it's like a high tech plastic weaved material that is laser cut. And then that, that becomes the body of the belt. And then we sew Cordura fabric around that. So there's like a sheath around it. Okay. And the outer layer is that laser cut, uh, two ply 
material that is um, two plies of uh, cordura together with an adhesive in between them. And it's, it's pretty cool what like the latest in technology and materials can do. It's you know, so a couple of things here. It's funny because you know you hear about soft goods or or sewn products, and to some extent, and and I'm certainly guilty of this. Like you think to some extent, like well, what like what else could there be? You know what I mean? Like I mean, like how much more could it advance? But you're right because you know laser cutting technology and just these different materials really does open up a lot of opportunity, which actually brings me to my next question, which is we're kind of talking about the present, but is there anything on the horizon? And and if you can speak to some things that you guys are mulling around, that's awesome. If you can't, what I'd love to know is in an ideal world, is there a product that you would love to improve or bring to market, whether it be plate carriers or placard systems, sure. but you have the mic. I can... Um yeah, I can I can answer that question kind of being fairly specific without be, and also being too specific about what we're working on. Okay. Um, our 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 plan for this year is to we, we have a lightweight foundation now in the battle belt light. We also have some existing lightweight accessories that are belt mounted with our tourniquet holder, and well, for law enforcement, we just released a cuff case that weighs one ounce and holds cuffs. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Very well. Yeah. Another crazy lightweight, like, like the, our, our, the size small is 0.9 ounces. It's like nothing, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic product and in, in what we were able to pull off and how light and abrasion resistant it is. So, so we have some lightweight stuff that is the belt and then a few things that are belt mounted, but there's a lot of other accessories that get mounted to belts. Um, and those are what we're going to go after. Okay. So okay. Our, our, we're going to try to work our way around the belt. <laughs> and uh, end up with something that, you know, on our website, they can, the the average customer would be able to kit out an entire belt yeah. on our website with uh, the items they need. That's that awesome. Extremely high tech, high quality, very lightweight, and backed by, you know, our awesome customer service. That's, well, that's awesome. I mean, I think back to when we first met you guys and we were building battle belts and we had to piece it together, right? So right. being able to have just gone to you. A one-stop shop. one-stop shop, that would have been ideal. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And so, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it sounds like you guys are, you know, really doing well. I mean, the products, you said the launches were really good and I'm excited to hear that there's sort of a, long-term plan here to really build upon that system. Um, you know, I, it's funny cause, uh, I was looking through for our, our show tonight and I was like, uh, excited to have you guys back on. And I came across this article cause speaking of good news and I'm like, I feel oftentimes in this community, it's like very negative, you know, it's <laughs> like, what, what's the new, what's, what's the new gun ban, especially living in New York. It's like terrible. You guys are a lot more free where you're at. But I actually came across this article that was, uh, it, it kind of brightened my day a little bit because I'm a big believer in like all these initiatives to like ban this, ban that, stop this, stop that. I'm like, why don't we like incentivize people, you know? Um, and there's- You mean this, give a carrot instead of a stick? There you go, my man. And so there's this new, they're calling it common ground gun legislation. Uh, have you seen, have you seen this, Keith? Uh, well, I've seen, I've heard that term before. Yeah, yeah. Well, Are you talking about the specific this article? Specific thing? I mean, I've seen it because you sent it. Okay. Did you, did you read it? <laughs> yeah, Seems I did read it. Possible. 
<laughs> yeah, it does seem impossible. But so this particular thing is talking about uh, they want to give a tax credit. A tax credit. This is Virginia. They want to give yep. a $300 tax credit for people when they buy gun safes. Yeah. And I've actually long said, I'm like, why don't they in- offer a credit for credit training? For training yeah. Right. If you want me to be a, a proficient with a firearm and you want me to be safe with it, give me a credit to train. Yep. And so when I saw this, I'm like, oh my God, like someone's actually considering this. And it's bad, you know, the NRA is touting it as a yep. as a as a win, which I mean, I wish it was a little more than three hundred bucks. I mean it's a start though. It's a yeah. start. Have you yeah. checked the price of safe lately? I yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not going to get you much. No, no, no. no. Well, but I'll take it. I mean, I'll whatever. take whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll take it for sure. What was interesting in the in the article was they said uh, that we're not trying to penalize people. We're trying to incentivize people to do the right thing. In mm-hmm. other words, it's not you must have a safe. It's like, you know, a safe's a pretty good idea in 90% of oh. use case scenarios. Yep. Here's a little carrot, you know, to to kind of get you, get you there. So I, I don't know. I, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, like some people are like, I don't want a gun safe, like no gun safes in my house. You know, I'm just going to have guns everywhere. And that's fine. And they don't have to. And they don't have to take the credit. And they don't have to take the credit. But, you know, I, I know you and I, we both have young kids in our house. And uh, n- not that uh, our kids are are very aware that there are firearms in the in the house. Uh, yeah. Aware enough. Aware enough. And uh, we, we still have safes. Yeah. Uh, multiple safes. Yeah. Are you are you guys like just leave guns laying around kind of guys? Or are you? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I have to step over them all the time. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I, I sleep with I, them. Yeah. It's so funny because most everybody I know has like a gun safe or or like hidden furniture. Yeah. But like I know a few people that are like nah, like I just like lean it up in the corner by the. I'm like, I, I know a few people that are like that too. Yeah, it's like all right, you do you, man. Yeah, I, I mean they also yeah. don't have kids yeah, running in and out of their house. <laughs> what was that, Jesse? Yeah, I mean suddenly, um, so you know. Uh, America is a free country, and uh, well, you know that's I guess it's mostly free, <laughs> mostly we'll, free-ish. We'll try not to get into that long debate. Um, and so, with that comes um, free people making good decisions and free people making bad decisions. And I, I, you know, I my personal belief is that you should keep your guns uh, in a safe place and. Even if it's just from an investment perspective, your guns should be are probably be in a safe place. Yeah, safe place. So I'm a proponent for gun safes. Um, uh, you know where you're just storing a firearm, and I'm also no fan of the government telling me what to do. <laughs> so uh, I mean, with this, I mean they had me at less taxes. Yeah, because. Right? Um, I don't mean, I don't care what it is. You, you like less taxes. Yeah. I'm interested. I was going to buy the uh, safe anyway, and now I'm going to get $300 back on my tax yeah. return. Like, sure. Yeah. And I, I um, think, I think this is the better way of influencing society, uh, rather than mandates or rules. Uh, let's, let's incentivize, you know, what we think is behavior that's, best for all society. I think, I think I agree. I I think it's, it's, it's incentivizing good behavior. And I a hundred percent agree with it. Well, what's funny about it is like when in New York, cause we suck when they, (laughs) when they introduced back when, um, the safe act, which is our, you know, assault weapon ban legislation. The first thing that happened is everyone went out and bought AR 15s. You know what I mean? So it was like guys that didn't even want them all of a sudden wanted them. And not, not, this is kind of like, I'm using this very tongue in cheek and kind of like not real, but you might have someone who has an AR and if they were like, listen, you know, we, uh, we're going to give you 
whatever. Just if you want to get rid of your AR, we'll give you a thousand dollars for any AR you give you, you hand in. Right, kind of like a gun buyback, but not like they would have been way more successful. They would have been way more because there's people who were like, I really don't even use this thing, but I could I use paid the four hundred dollars for it. <laughs> I could use the thousand bucks, like I'll, I'll I'll sell it. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not saying I'm not for I'm not for gun buybacks. I know those listeners yeah. are going to kill me on that. I'm just saying you have more of a chance of being successful when you incentivize things than when you like demand things. Right? Like no one likes that. Yeah. So, and so while we're talking about common sense and common, oh, sorry, common ground, I hate common sense, common ground gun legislation, I have to We have to go out, the other way. Yeah, New, <laughs> New York has no common ground. Uh, so New York, we have a, uh, I don't even know what she is. You know what she is? She's assemblywoman. Assemblywoman. Who, in Albany. Uh, guys, if you, you're so lucky you live in a free place. Uh, they She wants to put an ammo tax legislation in. And so it's an excise tax that the money would go towards community-based programs, which sounds lovely. And community-based programs, yeah. it sounds awesome. Yeah. It's and it, 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 the, the tax will depend on the size of the bullet. So yeah. people like me who like 45, yeah. fat and slow, I'll get to pay a little more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's don't worry, it's just a couple cents. Uh, she says if you buy 50 rounds, it'll be just a couple extra bucks. It no. was two cents yeah. to five cents. 22 caliber was two cents. Other everything else was five cents, and it yeah. I was it was like on a box of fifty, it's only a couple, a couple bucks. bucks, and I'm like, but I case, I, I buy cases of a thousand, and I cannot believe yeah. if you read the article, uh, I cannot believe that she is quoted as saying this, and I am open quotes. So it's not a huge tax, but another disincentive to arming up. End quote. Yeah. I cannot believe she actually says that. Right. She said that. She said, she said that. The thing that. She said the thing. Yeah. And it's it's the like what. Not, supposed to be unsaid yeah well i i don't understand like yeah. like criminals are arming up and and i don't i don't understand it like what about us that aren't criminals that are you know well, what was first well, off what you are your takes criminal. on this guy? I'm, i am the criminal right yeah, yeah. what are yeah. your takes on this guys so i mean this is literally the opposite of the thing that we were just talking about. I, it, was, it was such a good parallel <laughs> yeah. it was a crazy literally like we said this is an incentive and now we're like this is a de-incentive <laughs> yeah um and it's, it's this is one was a tax break and one is a new tax, and and you know the one of the reasons I don't like taxes in the first place is 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 the government takes money from competent people who are going to have you know make their own decisions about their money, and then the government's like you know what we have a better idea of what to do with your money. She she says that money. she says that too. She says the best yeah. way to raise that money is from the violence itself. <laughs> Which, what, who says it's violent? Wait, this is. I'm like, wait a minute. Buying ammunition is violent. There, I, in all yeah. fairness, there was a Republican, there multiple Republicans. There, there was, was one, and he, he brought up a great point. Yeah. It's the one I would have brought up, which is you're charging most likely you're charging the people who are doing no wrong to pay for the people who are doing wrong, right? right. Like the, the criminal yeah. is stealing a box of ammo. It's the it's yeah. instead of the eighty twenty rule, it's the the five ninety five rule. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Uh oh. Jesse. Hey Jesse, you just turned into a robot. <laughs> it was really cool. It was really cool. I was like, yeah. wow. Is Jesse with us? I'm here. Oh my okay. god. Okay. I'm right. not yeah, editing. I'm not going to edit that out. By the way, that just, is staying. Yeah, no, but just say I, what I, you. I'm, but just say what you said in your real voice. <laughs> No, this, it's terrible that you guys finally found out that Jesse has been AI this whole time. <laughs> yeah, you can just call me Data. Yeah. 
So, no, I, I think it would be an interesting stat to see. I, I don't, it's not practical, but like, what's the round counts of people that are actually violent? I, I imagine great point, ton, you know, great. Point. Uh, yeah, a lot of those... so you are taxing, literally you're taxing safe people. You're taxing yeah. the wrong people. I mean, in all but fairness, I, I buy a case of a thousand. I buy a case of a thousand. Like there's no way you need a thousand rounds for a drive-by. Like you don't <laughs> no, need that. No. <laughs> a lot of those guns have mixed matched ammo in them in the first place. They got like oh yeah, three eighty, and like it's all just shoved into the magazine. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's like, close enough to the size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But also, I mean, one millimeter, point, ten right? millimeter, nine millimeter. Ah. All right. Another point that I really think that needs to be considered here is that whenever you introduce a tax, somebody has to manage that tax. And, you know, when I don't know how many taxes we have total, but I mean, it's probably in the hundreds to thousands of different taxes that we have in society. And what is the administrative cost overall to administer those taxes? That's a good point. That's something that people don't think about, um, you know, it, let alone it's expensive, just the taxes themselves. But like, why are we collecting them from so many different places? Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Jesse, are you talking about the idea that government could be downsized? <laughs> I don't know if they're prepared for that kind of conversation. Yeah. You'd be putting a lot of about it. You'd be putting a lot of people on unemployment. That's a that is a problem. Yeah. We cannot have that. Well, listen, it is, it is a it is a disease of the uh, of the entrepreneur uh, to find efficiency, and it is. Just not. Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you find out that owning a small business is like, I mean, if you don't like taxes, do not own a small business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because like listening to all of this, um, you know, being from New York and hearing about more taxes in New York is just like depressing. Like it's enough to make me want to drink. You know, what's so sad about it too is like we always, you know, on the podcast, we're, we're always talking about how how it, New York is terrible in these terms, but we never talk about the good stuff that's about around us. Yeah. And it, where we live is beautiful. Like yeah. we have, uh, you know, I, I've met many people that travel to the Hudson Valley where we live or mid Hudson Valley, whatever you want to call this area. And and they say all the time, like, this place is beautiful. I mean, it is really <laughs> where we are in particular is a very nice area. I mean, the, the, the river Valley is beautiful and there's, you know, there's hiking, there's hunting, there's, but they, they screw everything up. Um, so like, yeah. you know, anything like I bought a Jeep Wrangler, this is a while ago. And I was like, I'm going to like get into off-roading and I'm going to like, I, I bought a winch, like a winch is awesome. I want a winch. I'm going to put a winch on my, on my Jeep. And then I realized like, you can't do any of that in New York. Like they're against everything. Like the, everything yeah. is going to ruin, but you know what they will allow? They will allow criminals to go out, uh, on, without bail. They'll allow that. They'll allow, like there's mm -hmm. things that, that they allow that you're like, really that's allowed, but like, you can't have any fun. At least what we think of as fun, you know? Well, or you got to find a way around it. Yeah. <laughs> like someone said the other day about like some, by the way, you screwed up my segue, but I'm going to bring it back with this one. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about drinking and, uh, but someone said something about drinking and like, you know, well, I bet you they're against like alcohol. I'm like, no, they're perfectly okay with you being like dumb and drunk and like just kind of like <laughs> fucked yeah. up in the head. Like that's okay. They don't care about that. They just don't want you to like be able to protect yourself or be able to like look after your family or, you know, have money in your pocket. Those things are bad. But, uh, you know, speaking of alcohol, so my father-in-law is uh, turning 60 this spring and they're doing a whole thing where they're going to like, uh, they're going to take him to cigar bar, things that he likes. They're going to do all these things. Keith, you would love it. They're going to have an ice, yeah. cre they're gonna have an ice cream truck. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Ice cream truck? Yeah, ice cream truck. How cool <laughs> is that? Um, and so 
what I'm contributing, my wife and I are contributing, he's a tequila drinker. And I said, I would love to do, they just got a new in-ground pool. I'm like, I would love to do poolside, a tequila tasting. Are, like are you going to be the waiter? Like, are you gonna- I'm going to sit up behind a table and I'm like, have like, you know, like little shot glasses yeah, and like yeah, pour yeah. out the okay. shot. And then like, we're going to pair it with like foods. Okay. So that got me thinking. I was like, you know, what I are, never thought to eat with tequila. I don't I, really love tequila. You don't, but you, you understand the concept of, of pairings. Yeah, uh, yeah I do. Obviously, right? I do. Yeah. And I, you're a food guy. Are you, first of all, are you guys, are you into drinks, spirits and stuff? I don't even know that about you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I dabble with the like pretty girly stuff. Okay. Uh, we, <laughs> my, my, Mike my likes a good girly drink. I like uh, my, it all. Di- my digestive system does not prefer anything else besides that. Okay. okay. Are you foodie? Yes, very uh, much. Okay. So then, all right. Then, then, there is a place yeah. for you here then. Okay. We can talk about this. Yeah. So Mike will, can ha- Mike will have your drink and you just eat his food. <laughs> so I was looking into like what goes well with tequila, but like, what are some of your thoughts, Keith? Like, have you, I know it's, they were saying citrusy stuff is one thing that yeah, goes really well. That kind of makes sense to me. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, while I am a foodie and while I do like to drink on occasion socially, um, <clears throat> I don't really understand the pairing thing. Like I've been to many pairings. I've been to a whiskey pairing, a yeah. gin pairing. Really? What, what don't you get about it? Uh, I don't, I just think the food tastes good and the liquor tastes good. Like that's, the, you got the point. That's, that is the point. Yeah. But I mean, like I could, if, if it was supposed to be for whiskey and you wanted to give me a glass of vodka martini, I'd be fine with that. It, uh, I, yeah. I uh, so, okay. I'll give you an example. Do, do, do I, you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. You're, you, in other words, you could eat anything and drink whatever. whatever right. Yeah. yeah I, don't I just think what they're saying is there are certain things that pair better. It's not, obviously you could eat whatever you want. Sure. It's a free sure. country. I'll Jesse, just rinse my palate in between. Jesse I'm, and Kurt said it's a free country. It's a free country. <laughs> yeah. It is a free country. It is. Um, but so I wanted to throw you some, some ideas by right, you see. and I want to hear some ideas if you have them. Okay. So the one that they talked about was like citrusy. So what we were thinking like little mini like key lime pie to go with tequila. Something. Like lime, okay. right? Because lime yeah, goes with tequila. Sure. That's good, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like I mean, that like, That's like the dessert course, but yeah. Yes, ex- exactly. There's a what lot about of good, uh, every good drinking meal. Uh, you know, you start drinking and with food and then you end drinking with food. Correct. So yeah. What What about like a good like uh, like um, taco dip with with like heavy lime or heavy definitely meat. some taco stuff right that definitely goes the whole Baja kind of thing. I mean I feel like that might be stereotypical oh, yeah. to say tequila is Mexican food it's in the article oh, okay, it's in the article it's in the article it's I mean I don't know if that's like, woke I don't I mean if it is like that's where it comes from <laughs> yes it's very true it's very true. It's like saying Miller Lite is American is a stereotype I, I'm, like, I'm thinking really is. I'm thinking of I saw this YouTube video of a guy walking around with a sombrero and uh uh like one of the um uh, ponchos. Yeah. And he was walking around a college campus and he was like, does this offend you? And everybody on the college campus was like, yes, that's offensive. You're that's not so Mexican. Crazy. You don't know your culture. Yeah. And then he goes to, you know, little Spanish town or wherever it is in the city. And everyone's, and he's like, do you like what I'm wearing? Is it offensive? And they go, no, we love it. It looks great. You know? <laughs> you know? Well, that's like when I was in New Orleans, when I was in New Orleans, there was a guy, we were waiting on a tour and he goes, Hey, does anybody want tamales? And we were like, what are you talking about? He goes, if you like tamales, which by the way, I do like really like tamales. He's like, if you like tamales, that guy down there is the tamale man, and they're the best tamales. And yeah. we missed him because he was far <laughs> away. And later that night, like I was drinking and I was just wandering around New Orleans, and like in the distance, I hear 
hey, you want to talk about it, baby? And I was like, yes, I do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Tamales out of a trunk is like, that's, that's what He literally better. had a cooler bag that so he rolled around New that's, Orleans. That's one of your pairings. You get a trunk. That's the best place to get tamales. <laughs> yeah. You get a trunk. Trunk, tamales. Yeah. trunk tamales uh, and tequila. Like, I would go to that party. What about, what about this one? So this is a little bit odd, but I, I think it could be good. Uh, peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwiches. I say fine. Try it. I, I told you I'll, drink, I'll eat it and Anything? drink yeah. and drink some tequila. All right. So, yeah. Kurt, you said you're a foodie. So, what do you? What, what is your suggestion? I, I for tequila, I would do like a ceviche. So, ooh, ooh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that is like it's fresh, it's citrusy, um, it should be easy to make. I mean, ceviche is basically just fish uh, that's cured in lime juice or lemon juice with some other, yes. you know, it's se- seasonings to it. Yeah, um, a, a, a fish. Delicious. A fish is a good idea. Maybe yeah. some fish yeah. dish. An- another one that they that I see a lot is um, like dark chocolate or like with a little bit of salt because you think of like when you do tequila, the salt, right? The salt and the lime. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a good yeah. one. Like dark chocolate, I thought would be good. Is this the dessert table? Yeah. It's just got key lime I, pie. I, 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 who doesn't like dessert? <laughs> I love. Uh, if I, I brought you chocolate, dessert. you're gonna eat it. Dessert. Damn straight. Um, I know. <laughs> you know, what I was actually thinking, Keith, is maybe on the show we should actually do a pairing here because we could eat and drink on the show yeah we don't even yeah. have to do a show to do that now we, we could just, just <laughs> eat and drink if you really I might, like get down to it you don't really need many excuses to drink you can no. just drink yeah. we, we live Actually, in, we, is that allowed up in New York I was just going to say we live in New York I might have to ask permission <laughs> soon yeah. well yeah, you might need to. we've established that you guys are more free for those that don't know you guys are you're in Georgia right both of you yeah we yeah. are just uh Southwest of Atlanta, but not so close that I tell people that I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. There's, an, there's enough of a buffer where we're so not Atlanta. I always say, like, people are like, you know, oh, you know, you're in New York and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I try very hard to sort of speak nationally and not just be the New York guys because I don't want, I don't even want to be from New York, let alone like be the New York guy. Like, I don't want to be known as that. Yeah. But I always say all the time that like if you're in a more free state and you're kind of listening to us and being like, oh, they're just talking about New York. Like, I, I don't need to listen to that. Like, no, no, you really do need to listen to it. Right. Because we're the cautionary right. tale. That's kind of my line. Yeah, It's why you listen to people who escaped communism. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sit down and listen. Yes. So yeah. I don't want to <clears throat> go to Miami and you'll you'll, you'll hear them. I mean, the politics is very different there. Correct. So I don't want to, uh, I don't want to leave you boys out because I feel bad that we're talking about all this negative energy and I want to bring you in on the party. So to the we, negative energy, to the negative energy. So <laughs> I'd like to hear a word from our president. Keith. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking we get a negative energy. Uh, let me, let me make sure that I, I press the right buttons here. Uh, so I don't, Come on, uh, don't screw up Keith. Don't screw up. Yeah. We want to hear his voice really bad. You got to turn it up, Mike. I can't control that. So, all right, here we go. Hit First, play, baby. This executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. I can't hear it. Meantime, oh, you can't hear it. Okay, no. hang on. <laughs> I, they may not be able to hear it. So let's let's sum it up. Let's, okay, let's, let's sum, sum it up. up. So basically, this is his uh, executive order assault weapon ban. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, if this if this is the executive order that did did I send you the actual uh, executive order from the White you House sent that website to me today? 
I think today, I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I might have had it yesterday. I don't remember exactly. But the long story short here is basically he is- No, he's calling for Congress. See, so it's it's interesting. Hit me up, guy. I'm listening. <clears throat> so he really can't executive order this. Correct. Okay. So that's first and foremost. Yeah. He steps over the line a lot, but with this one, he actually kind of seems to know his place. That he I agree. I agree. So he's ba- in, in, in the direct- news briefing from the White House on this executive order. All he has done is named a bunch of agencies to be responsible to get back to him for a bunch of data. That's very high level. You want to know specifics, go read it. Um, and he's called again on Congress to um, to pass an assault weapons ban bill because that's where it has to come from. So what is the actual executive order? To, to tell these agencies you are now charged. And again, there was multiple, three or four different yep. tasks. Uh, I don't remember one of them specifically off the top of my head right now. But um, it, it, the, a bunch of agencies were responsible with specific tasks of getting him back research in relationship to um, different things with regard to... Um, of course... Unbiased researchers. Unbiased, yeah. Well, uh, 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 alphabet agencies. So, right. yeah, executive <laughs> executive branch agencies. Yeah, a great exactly data good point for their boss. Totally unbiased. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Do do either one of you remember specifics? I'm going to try to look it up real quick so I, I, I can so try I, to I give you one. I'm reading some of it right now. Um, it looks like he said something about if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase yep, them. From that was one. He's also saying he wants to ban uh, high-capacity magazines, background, or I guess for a ban on high-capacity magazines, background checks, red flag laws, and repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from legal liability. And he wants he, he wants imp- implementation of the Bipartisan the uh, Safer Communities Act. Um, and for that, he's asking the Attorney General, the Secretary of Health, the hu- of Human Services, Secretary of Education, Secretary of Homeland Security, each submit a report to the president within 60 days of the date of this order describing what actions their respective agencies have taken to implement the act. Um, and data analyti- uh, analysts uh, regarding the use of and early effects of the acts. So how will this act help? How will this act make a difference? Well, the, like for me, the one thing that I, um, anytime this kind of thing happens, they're talking about how he's like days away from basically saying he's going to run again. And to me, this is one of those like real, like feel good, like, let me show you what I'm oh, yeah. doing. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely like posture. It's lip service. It's yes. all lip service. This yeah. one, it you'll. It seems to have, it's the legal equivalent of pardoning a turkey. Th- this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one you'll, you'll really love. Section three, uh, additional agency actions to reduce gun violence. The attorney general shall develop and implement a plan to clarify the definition of who is engaged in the business of dealing in firearms and thus required to become federal firearms licenses, licensees. Um, In order to increase compliance with the federal background check requirement for firearm sales included by, uh, including by considering a rulemaking or as appropriate and consistent with applicable law, prevent former FFLs who licenses have been revoked or surrendered from continuing to get, engage in the business of dealing firearms, publicly <clears throat> release the full to the fullest extent permissional by law the inspection reports of FFLs, dealers cited for violations of the law, s- support efforts to modernize and make permanent the Undetectable Firearms Act, 
I mean, and, and the list goes on, but it's it's just it, it, it the, the, it's only it's really all things that as the executive branch, like if this is what he wants his agencies to do, I guess I don't have a problem with it, but it's not anything that we should be excited about or yeah. any even even gun control people shouldn't be excited about. It's right. nothing. It's a nothing. It's a fat. It's a big nothing burger, right? That's my opinion. No, I agree. I my my whole point of putting this up was the fact that you know I really think it is just him basically putting it out there so he can be like, look what I'm doing, and I'm going to run for president again. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah. It's it's a total yeah. nothing burger. I'm running for president again, and I just released an executive order to you know. That it's exactly it's exactly what he'll say. I mean, yeah. literally, he will say All that. Is the news headlines just like whatever that title is for the article? Yep. That's all the information you need. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to get that out there that he's trying to, you know, stop all these evil guns. Well, look at that. You guys are safe. You guys are safe in Georgia. Yeah. 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 yeah you guys are safe in Georgia, though. I think this will, this won't touch you. You'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, of, yeah. uh, I don't know. Our, our state's getting pretty purple. Is it really? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. the last election, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I think, which is a good reason, I guess, to let uh, your listeners know that getting involved locally, I mean, the, the most powerful politician that can influence your life for the better or worse is your sheriff, 100%. See, it's so weird because here, like, I feel like the sheriffs don't have that power. Like, here, like, the state police kind of like, they're, they're the... They're I disagree. The, I mean, our sheriffs are always the one to come to our, our gonna, defense. Who are you going to get pulled over? The, the, the That's what I'm saying. Answerable to the to the people and to the constitution. No, no, but so let me explain what I mean by that. So if you're in like a real rural part of the country, your sheriff is I'm not, not king, but your sheriff runs the law right. enforcement. But for us, besides what to enforce for sure, right? But where we are. The sheriff, I mean, they're certainly tasked with with jobs and they're certainly in law enforcement, but like there are way more state troopers going around and they are the ones who will ultimately do what the governor says to do, right? The yeah, sheriff- They so, are the ones who have the, the possibility of becoming the, the jackbooted thugs- Exactly. Uh, of tyranny. Right. And so if you're in a community where they're not around yeah. as much as the sheriff is around, I totally agree with what you're saying. But if you're in a yeah, community where there's way more troopers. Trooper, are, are state troopers, I mean, I, I kind of thought that that was mostly highway stuff. It depends on the state. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the yeah, state. It, it, I think, Jesse, around us, it is highway stuff. Yeah. But that's because we have a more robust city and county police force. As you yeah. get more rural, I think it becomes more <clears throat> state troopers. Yeah, I mean. It certainly uh, changes quite a bit. Not, yeah, not. The, the more dense the population gets, then you end up with like a. You know, the city council uh, controls the you know city police department. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think for 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 New York, they are yeah the New York the you know is very top heavy when it comes to um, I guess government. Like, <laughs> Definitely, there's this, the state is very powerful. Yeah, unfortunately, it's still it's still very true though that if you want to like actually make changes, like. You know, when people feel like they're just like a drop in the bucket or a small fish in the, in the big ocean as far as uh, political activism, uh, what Jesse said is totally true, where like you can get involved with your sheriff and you can you you stand a really good chance to actually talk to him. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, that I agree with. There's there's a lot of actual influence that can be had there. Um, well, because they're elected, because, they're elected, not yeah, they're, 
Yep. And they're elected by not that many people. Yeah. I mean, the the elections for a sheriff, I I would say, are in the thousands. And it's rarely above, you know, uh, I mean, maybe above 100,000 sometimes. I mean, it depends on how big your county is. But, like, the amount of people that vote is just not very many. So, you know, it, it... that certainly can yep. be influenced. My, my experience in our state, and this is not universal. I've had exceptions to these rules. And Keith, you could tell me you know, your your experiences, but <clears throat> I've had very good experiences with sheriffs. I've had very. I mean, Keith and I got pulled, Keith, Keith and I got pulled <laughs> over by a very small little town department. We were driving back from the um, range, and <clears throat> we. I didn't have my uh, inspection up to date or registration. Or registration. <laughs> and, and I was very, very negligent. And he pulls me over and he comes up and he says, um, you know, typical stuff. Where are you coming from? Yeah. And he goes, where are you coming from? And I said, uh, well, we're coming from the, the gun range up the road. And he goes, you got any guns on you? And I said, lots. <laughs> And he kind of like jokingly, he, he like, goes, he goes, ah, gun owners. Yeah, I can't. he jokingly like reached for his gun, like, oh, put him up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he said, ah, uh, oh, gun owners. He goes, I, I can't give you guys a ticket. He goes, I'm, you might be my backup one day. Yeah. And then he was like, what do you, what do you got in the car? What do you got in the car? And I was like, I was like, I got this. Keith's got that. We got this in the back. Yeah. We got, you know. And he was like, Who's asking, like, is it, is it the cop asking or is it you asking? Yeah. I, I was a little, I was a little embarrassed to, to mention yeah. my my the brand of my 1911 in person. It's one thing to mention on the on on air and on the mic, but yeah. this cop was like, I was like, oh man, if I say, it, is he gonna think I'm bougie? Like, <laughs> no way. And and the best part was, he was like, then he was like. Where do you get your ammo from? He's like, where, where can I get one of those? Oh wow, you have that. Where can I? Like, he was asking us all these questions. It was, it was kind of, yeah. it was cool, but it was kind of comical. Like, we became the experts isn't, all of a sudden. Isn't it interesting to think about how certain law enforcement in certain places can just make the mere existence of guns seem like it is this big threat to their lives? Oh yeah. And then there's the actual law enforcement who's thinking practically and logically that like the average person doesn't want to hurt me. Right. Uh, and this this inanimate object is is not dangerous to me unless the person that has it is dangerous. Like they they can behave so differently about firearms. I mean, they, well, that just comes down to I mean, it's a it's a, a humbling fact is that it's all just American human being citizens that have these jobs and they all vary in their opinions. Right. And it's, it's who, where we are, you know, where we're living yeah, for sure, which I guess well, is okay. I, I wouldn't mind that so much if at least they all followed the rules the same, right. You can have your separate opinion, but if the rule is this, then whether you're what, yeah. you know, well, and, I mean, it, it's proof that like, because not all of them are like terrified of every gun in existence, that maybe that, it isn't as bad as some of the other guys say it is. So right, you know, right, like right. The actual firearms themselves being a massive threat. Well, the reality of it is, I mean, they, so first of all, they, they do have a dangerous job. There's no doubt about it. They have to always be vigilant that that's a, a thing, right? And, um, you know, I, I was, <laughs> t- tonight it was a change of plans on you guys, so you probably don't even know this, but um, my wife actually forwarded me this article have you, this was a while ago, but did you hear about this Rainbow Six 911 call? Because I added it to the uh, to the uh, show, but I hadn't heard about this. It was back in like, I think January, um, where cops responded to a, a guy on a phone saying, I just killed two people. But the w- what had happened was it was a kid in his basement playing Rainbow Six, and he, you know, very common to be like, you know, I, I just killed two of you or whatever. And 
he butt dialed the police. Oh, no. Yeah, so he he butt dialed nine one one, and as that's going through, he's going, "I just killed two people." And then he oh, he, no. he realized that he he looked at his phone and he realized that it said nine one one, and he was like, "Uh, guys, I I think I just told nine one one I killed two people," and. <laughs> Then all of a sudden he gets like, he, he like looks at his window and there's like four cop cars and he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, he's like, I can either stay in and like, they might break my door down or I can go out with my hands up and like, what's the worst that could happen? So he goes out with his hands up and uh, it all gets captured on his, uh, his ring phone, his, you know, ring doorbell. And yeah. he walks out and he's like, no guys, like, uh, I was just playing a video game and, uh, I accidentally called 911 yeah. and they're like. Uh, we're going to need to verify well, that. Yeah, they're like, we, we need <laughs> yeah. you to come, come towards the cars. And then, uh, it says later in the article that, uh, they were really, they were really cool. They did need to verify a few things, obviously that he was home alone and there was no, no, no one in danger, but he didn't the, bury the bodies quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the best part was, uh, one of the cops, I guess also plays the same game. And he was like, you know, what character do, do you use? And the kid was like, you know, I use, I don't, I don't play it. So I don't know the names of them, but he was like, I use it, you know, yeah. this character. And the cop was like, me too. My favorite. My, my favorite. Yeah. So well, you also, you, you missed, you, you didn't tell like what I thought was one of the funniest parts was how he discovered that he had dialed 911. So he died in the game after he killed two people and he picked up his phone to watch TikTok because his buddies oh, are still playing. And when he opened up TikTok, he realized that he had dialed 911. And I'm like, oh, yeah, not That's, what he was expecting. I mean, there's an example of uh, if that happened to me, I wouldn't be going on TikTok. Well, so that, this, this, so guys, this happened to me, right? So we uh, we had gotten, oh yeah, that's right. We had gotten dump pouches from Chad at Flatline, and we were we were at a training, we running, a training, running them for the first time. So you guys have obviously got your hands on on the dump pouches, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you know how in the dump pouches it has like the elastic that you can put like a magazine in, or you could put like a pen in, right? inside of it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh man, these are perfect, and my phone fits perfectly in it. So I wedged my phone in, and we're at this training, and our wives both knew that we were at this like live fire training course, low, low light, which oh, was yeah. a little. <laughs> it like, was a little. It was a little. We, we we were both telling our wives how intimidated we were. Like we're like we're gonna go shoot like guns in low light. Like we're like I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not. That's not my strength. I'm not too good at it. And long story short, I didn't know this, but there's a feature on your phone where if you hold like two buttons together, it basically sends like an SOS. And the oh, ve- yes. the elastic pinched the buttons. And in the middle of a course, the, the gun shop is like, uh, is there a, is there a mic here? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, your wife's on the phone. I'm like, come on, stop messing with her. Like, no, really. Your wife's something about like uh, SOS emergency. <laughs> I'm like, what? She, she's calling my, she's calling my wife. She's like, can you get in touch with him? <laughs> so like they're picturing the worst that like we shot each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so butt dialing, butt dialing is a thing. Yeah. So similar, uh, similar situation as far as like, uh, if I had, if we had had an encounter with law enforcement, it would have been like that guy trying to explain himself. Like, no, it's not what it sounds like, or it's not what it looks like. Uh, our battle butt light video. I don't know if you guys watched that or not. The, the launch video. I so, haven't watched the launch video. You should watch the launch. Video. Okay. Okay. And you're going to, after I tell you, I, I am, I'm going to, with this story but so basically we were trying to figure out like hey we need to come up with a cool video to launch the battle belt light uh i want to show it like on a range people taking a class you know like that whole vibe but then i also want to show like a professional use so like maybe something 
like law enforcement SWAT. I did we see like, it. Yeah, we could do. I we did do see like it. A, yeah. yeah, we could do like a CQB type of raid. And then because we're all children, like within like three minutes, we were basically writing this whole Miami Vice like drug dealer storyline. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're all like, we want to be the bad guys. So um, yeah, you should definitely watch the video. But uh, you know, we, it's full in character. Um, uh, Steven and I are, are drug dealers, and our buddy Tyler is like the drug kingpin. And then uh, John Dufresne from Kinetic Consulting and Sam Houston's from Silent Solutions. They do like, our, you know, they pretend to be the cops and they raid our building and break up our, our drug deal. And uh, part of that is we had like 100 pounds of fake drugs <laughs> that we had made. <laughs> so there was a few moments where we were carrying like, drugs like the 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 it was five pound bags of flour right yeah, yeah. prop drugs five pound bags of flour with like the plastic wrap around them and then like tape around that right they looked they looked fantastic <laughs> uh but we're like loading up trunks with drugs and guns <laughs> like outdoors like looking around so no one sees us which makes you look even more suspicious yeah yeah <laughs> Well, all, all that says to me is you guys are having too much places. fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're trying to drive the places you need to go, and you're like, man, if we get pulled over, it's going to be like super hard to explain what's in the back right now. For sure. Yeah. All, yeah. all, all that says to me is that you guys are having way too much fun at your job, that you guys are actually, you know, you guys are making these like really crazy videos, and that, that sounds like you guys are like, how can we make this fun, right? Like that's what yeah, you're basically exactly. trying to do. Well, and it, you know, we, we, we legitimately want to have fun at work and that's awesome. We legitimately think that customers want to see fun things. Yeah. So it just kind of works out. The problem also, in this day and age though, is that you can't have too much fun because you wind up getting yourself in trouble. Um, have you guys heard the tiger woods thing? Yeah, I heard, I did, I heard a little Keith, bit. Keith, lay, lay this on me. Well, <laughs> I, so since I first had sent this to you, you you sent me today. I, I didn't realize he had apologized yeah. publicly. Um, I thought his apology, now that I've seen it, was pretty good, actually. He, he did all right with it. <laughs> um, you know, listen, for somebody... I mean, Tiger Woods been through it all. Sure. You know, I And mean, he's a huge person, right? He's a huge person, and he's had certainly his ups and downs throughout, you know, and, and where he's at now in his career. I think he's finally probably to the point where he's like, this is who I am. And I felt like his apology felt that way, but... Basically, for those of you that don't know what happened was a, uh, a couple weeks ago at, at, uh, at one of the tournaments, um, he uh, outdrove. Um, oh, gosh, who, who was he? Who was he playing against? Uh, I'm Justin, sorry. Justin something, right? Uh, yeah, let me find it here. It wasn't a female golfer. Was no, it no. wasn't a female golfer. It wasn't a female golfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, be funnier once, uh, the, 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 once, once the punchline of what he did is told. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he outdrove his, he outdrove his opponent. And if Mike, if you see here while I'm talking, I can't read and talk at the same time, buddy. Yep, so you have to help me out here. That's right. Um, and uh, if you he outdrove who he was playing against, and as they were walking to the ball, he handed him a tampon, kind of like you know. I outdrove you, right. you know, it's exactly what it was. And, um, you know, it was a joke. I mean, I don't know if anyone watched the, I, 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 I pretend to play golf a little bit, but I don't know if anyone watched the Netflix special, uh, full swing on, um, on golfers and what these guys go through. And the competition at that level is huge. And these are competitive guys 
and girls that, you know, play pranks on each other all the time. And that was part of his apology. You know, he said it was supposed to be fun. This is his quote. It was supposed to be fun in games, but obviously it hasn't turned out that way. If I offended anybody, it was just friends having fun. If I offended anybody in any way, shape or form, I'm sorry. It was not intended to be that way. It was just we play pranks on one another all the time. And virally, this did not come across that way. But between us, it was different. I so, mean, the fact that he apologized, I was like, maybe he needs the tampon, you know? Like, no, I didn't really. Yeah. I, it's funny you said that. When you first told me about the apology, I felt that I was like, oh, Tiger, you apologized? But when I read the apology, I was like, you know. Justin Thomas, yeah, I Justin believe, Thomas. Right? I was that, that it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the, the part about this that drives me crazy, though, I, like at first I was like, okay, so is this like women who were like, you know, women shouldn't be viewed as like this weaker sex kind of a thing. But when I read the article, the part that was crazy to me was people were getting on him. This blew my mind. People were getting on him about, uh, does he realize that there's a tampon shortage? And that oh, like, like, you gotta be kidding. No, me. I swear to God, they were like, they were like, dude, it was expired. He picked it up out of the vending machine in the pro shop. Like <laughs> it was so wild to me that that's, so I'm like, you know, you guys are having a lot of fun there and you're doing like fake drug deals. I mean, you gotta be careful. You know, you, I, I don't know that he picked it up out of a vending machine in the bathroom, I, in the pro, but, but think about the, think about the fact that he, 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 he knew he was going to outdrive him. Right. Right. He packed. It in his bag, just in case. Just in case I outdrive him, I'm gonna yeah. wait. I mean, I gotta give him credit for finally doing something that made golf interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, he so. did. He did get into a car accident not too long ago. You know, probably on a little bit of you know some medication, but you know, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think uh, tiger being tiger. I think people. I think people are getting tired of the wokeness. Yeah. Uh, reaction to stuff like this because I, I and I and I I think if I, I think that they continue to overplay their hand. And uh, most people are not woke. I got news for you. Right. Most yeah. people are not woke. Most people don't find this offensive. Um, most and, people have a sense know, of it was a It was a joke for his friend. It wasn't for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mind your own business. Yeah. He didn't like wave. He, I, like, I saw the picture. He didn't like wave it around in the air. No, it was very he subtle. Tried to, like super discreetly handed. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, if he was trying to like, you know, do something obscene on the golf course, then, you know, that might be a little different, you know, but like, this is not uh, that. This is very yeah. common practice on the golf course, you know, like making fun of each other when somebody makes a mistake. His, uh, off topic, we didn't, this isn't an article that we brought through, but his son is a pretty good golfer. Yeah. And his son is, is pranking people already. They were playing in a pro-am, father-son, right. and the, t the, the, uh, um, People behind him, I don't remember who they were either, but uh, he they hit the ball in the sand and his son left a note, you don't want to be here. <laughs> and left a note right next to the ball, you know? Like, That's great. <laughs> well, like, I'm reading from the article here. Personally, I wonder if Tiger Woods knows we're dealing with a national tampon shortage. Has he ever heard the term period poverty? According to a 2019 oh, study by tampon maker always, one in five girls in the U.S. has missed school due to a lack of period products. Maybe Woods has some extra. It's like, come on. I mean, like, it was a joke. That's such a, that's such a stretch. Yeah, it's, that, I mean. That is, that is a huge stretch. And and it's, yeah. it, honestly, it's, my eyes roll so far in the back of my head when I hear that. Like, I just, that makes no sense to me. Well, and, I'm, I, and I end up being kind of a fan of Tiger Woods in the end. Yeah, I'm going to come out and say it. When when I first saw that he did it, I laughed out loud. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the it's thing. Actually, like, 
I'm kind of like, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> can't we just have a little bit of fun without everything being something that could well, insult again, someone? Well, again, and the part that they're missing about this. It's supposed to be fun. Right. The part that, that's the part they're missing about this is like the level of, you know, commitment that any of these pro golfers make, you know, week in and week out. Like, they don't get paid unless they make the cut, you yeah. know? What I, and, and, these guys are practicing day in, day out. They're at the top of their game. They're at the top 1% of golfers. And it's they're getting in each other's heads. And that's like, what's what's more competitive than that? Well, this is funny. So a friend of mine the other day, we were talking about like this kind of stuff. And uh, a friend of his has a job where like at, you know, it's professional setting. And at his job, mm-hmm. he has to sort of toe a line. He has to make sure. sure he's professional like anybody else, right? And he has to sort of say the right things and be a little more PC. Reserved, yeah. Yep. And so they were talking about some topic. I don't even know what it was. And his buddy was like, you know, uh, you know, when, you know, women have these issues. And he literally looks at me and goes, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, you're not talking to your board right now. You're talking to me. Do, do you want me to show you your text messages from college? Like, <laughs> like what are you yeah. talking about? Like, drop the act. You know, it's like there's a time and a place to be professional there's a time and a place to sort of like toe the company line and there's a time and place to like let loose and just you know make fake drug deals yeah (laughs) exactly yeah you know what i mean so keith do you want to you want to um we talked about it a while ago do you want to talk about this um visa mastercard thing what's yeah so a while back if if everyone remembers we we talked about um the um the international um organization for standards creating uh, a new merchant code, I think, is the best way to to describe it. Uh, merchant codes are are attached to everything that you purchase with a plastic, with a debit card or a credit card. Uh, if you go to Walmart or a gas station, whatever, they have their own individual merchant codes. So they wanted to create a merchant code for um, for firearm dealers or for places that sold firearms and and firearms related parts. And, you know, this was a pretty big thing and everybody was on board with it. And then all of a sudden Visa and MasterCard, American Express, they were the first ones to come out and say, yeah, we're going to do this too. Well, there's been an update and uh, Visa, MasterCard and now Discover have all paused um, implementing this merchant code going forward. And uh, part of the reasons that uh, at least MasterCard and Visa are both uh, being quoted as uh, commenting on the reasons for the pause. I'm summarizing here, but basically they both have said that the reason for the pause is that there are a lot of uh, states that are um, moving forward, advancing bills um, that will not allow this merchant code to be used, um, some of the freer states, and um, that's going to create inconsistencies for them and they won't be able to implement the code. And that makes but, sense. The other thing I remember from the old article we talked about <clears throat> was the idea that even though they had these codes, it would not be like a perfect system in the fact right. that like you you could go into a sporting goods store, you can go to Walmart, right? And right. you could buy a, a, a camo if, if you sling buy a, yeah. or you could buy a box of ammo or you could buy a rifle, right? Correct. So in the Walmart example, if the, the product that you like Walmart has to probably, I would assume uh, have to have the ability to 
have different merchant codes depending on where you check out in the store. Mm-hmm. So like if you check out in the tire and lube section, it's going to be one merchant code. If you check out in yeah. lawn and garden, and, and I don't know this to be true. I'm, I'm, I'm taking some guesses. But here. even the sporting goods department. But, but to your point, Mike, they, they sell ammo, so they would have to be able to operate on this code. But that was part of the reason from that article is how would Walmart differentiate from those right. codes, right? And then the other part of it is like you just go to I'm going to pick like uh, Cabela's. Right. Right. Uh, You know, how do you know if I'm buying a thousand rounds or 10,000 rounds of ammunition or if I'm buying a ten thousand dollar rifle? Well, I mean, you boys are a perfect example, right? You're in the firearm space, but you don't sell anything related to an actual firearm. No, we don't. And uh, we get like we have all kinds of problems uh, that ex- exists throughout the firearms industry just because we're associated, even though we don't sell, you know, any firearms ex- or firearms accessories. In, in relationship like, to like being able to goods. charge people with credit cards, like do you have problems with that kind of stuff? No, well, I mean, we did bail from Shopify uh, after they made their announcement and started kind of like bullying people. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, most of our issues is with marketing. Yeah. Social media marketing yep. where that sucks. We just get we just get blanketed in with like whatever. So like our battle belt light, uh, we're trying. We have been trying for three weeks now to run ads for the battle belt light on Facebook. These are white background photos of just a belt, <laughs> and they're getting they're getting denied for weapons. That's Jeez, crazy. It's crazy. You know what's Straight funny up. that you say that is so. Um, there's a way for you to keep a Keith does not do social media. So just so you guys know, so I'm explaining this more to him than you guys. So there, there's a way to go on your account and see like what, what photos have violated their terms and they're okay. giving you the opportunity to like remove it. Yep. But the problem is from people I've talked to is if you remove, like I got flagged for one, it was a picture of my, of my shadow systems yep. and they're like, it, it violates our, our policy. And I'm like, okay. But people are like, if you remove that, then they'll put five more up. And then if you remove those five, they'll put three more up. And so I was like, I'm just leaving them. Like, whatever, I'm just going to leave them. But oh, oh, meaning like if you if you acknowledge that that they're right and you remove the photo, they're going to say, oh, well, there's a couple more we don't like They're just going to take you down the rabbit hole deeper. <laughs> but what's funny about this is I put a, a post up the other day. I don't remember what it was. It clearly violates their policies because apparently your battle belts do. Everything does. But what's funny is the first thing they said was, would you like to run an ad on this? And I've had this happen before where I, I'm like, yes, I'll run an ad. Then they deny the ad and I can't get my money yeah. back. Yeah. Ooh. There's no recourse. There's no one to call. I can't call yeah. and say, hey, you denied my yeah, ad or call Mark. Yeah. Yep. There's one. There's one ad. Listen to this. Listen to this. There's one ad. I ran a contest. So all it was was a, a, a like text. It was text explaining the the contest. I I boosted it. I paid like let's just say $50. They ran $25 of the ad and then they said I violated the policy and it froze the other half. So I have this $25 credit, but I can't like unfreeze it. I can't like, they won't let me apply it to something. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, I don't even know how to get my money back. <laughs> you you got to call Mark. You got to, you got to send him a message and uh, go get yeah. into the virtual world and say hello. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I, I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I, I think that Facebook responds to lawyers. And that's pretty much it because they, they have no like customer service at all. Yeah. Like, no, it's ridiculous. Well, they're laying something done. You basically have a lawyer write something up and send it to them. They're, they're laying everybody off. So, you know, one other thing I no, wanted. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> there's seriously nobody there now. One other thing I wanted to talk about on this, uh, 
you know, MasterCard, uh, well, it's not MasterCard Visa. It's this, it, this merchant code is the best way to describe it, really. Um, I wanted to say two things, really, I guess. One, just to clarify for everyone, just so if you're talking about this, you know, in a group setting, make sure that you, un, you know, this will make you sound smarter. Um, <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> the merchant code was developed by the IOS, the International Organization for Standards. That's the organization that creates these merchant codes for everything. Visa card and MasterCard and Discover and American Express, they did not create the code. They were just using the code if it was available to them, right? So They're the, not the bad guys here. They're, not entirely. I mean, I, I do think they're flip-flopping a little bit to try to please everybody. They should have just come out from the beginning and said they weren't going to do it. But let's look past that part, right? We'll look past that part just to make sure that everyone understands that it wasn't them that developed this code, right? And the other part that I want, the second thing that I want to remind everyone, and it's in this article too, and it's it's quoted, is remember where a lot of the big push from this was coming from. And it was, you know, anti-gun activists and some individual banks, one of them being um, Almagated. Uh, Alma, Alma, can I say that right? Almagated? Um, sure. I think that's amalgamated. A, amalgamated. Amalgamated. That's it. Amalgamated bank in in New York. Believe it or not, right? I, and I I, I I I feel bad that this is one of those New York episodes, but um, they're like leading the charge on this. And their CEO Priscilla, uh, I won't say her whole name. You can go look it up, Priscilla. Sorry. Um, she she says that banks are developing detection. Um, scenarios for this stuff, regardless of this code. So I, it's you know, cautionary tale to use Mike's words, you need to understand the bank that you bank with and who you, where you put your money and where you, um, you know, who you use as your financial institution, because they're not all like this. And, um, you know, there are some good institutions out there that want no part of any type of this. Right. Right. And, uh, so those will not have, your money if you need it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> we could get yeah, talking about that. Yeah. You know, that 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 particular bank was so I things feel they have done. I feel like I feel like this episode was a roller coaster. We did some good stuff, we did some bad, some happy, some sad, you know. <laughs> I, I want to make it sure it was a movie. It really was. I mean, it was it was an emotional roller coaster, but I want to make sure we end Yes, there was a gun. I want to make sure that we end on a high note here. So uh, I don't know what the weather's like down there. I'm sure it's a lot nicer than here, but we have been going through a mild winter here in New York. And then all of a sudden March hit and we are getting hit with snow and we're getting like, it's supposed 50 to be like degrees. 50 degrees, 50 tomorrow. Then it's going to be like 35. Like it's just up and down, like, like this episode up and down. Yep. So I am, I'm like team summer. I love summer is my favorite season by far. I I'm hate. A, I'm I, a fall guy. I hate the cold. You like it. You're bigger. You have like a little bit more thermal. natural thermal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want to think to summer because I'm tired of this bullshit winter crap. Okay. So I'd like to know must dos for the summer. One or two things that you're looking forward to rocking and rolling once that beautiful weather hits. And okay. uh, I'll let the boys have the final word. I'll okay. start with you, Keith. I'm just looking forward to summer cruises in my Mustang, man. I I haven't started that thing up in a couple months, and uh, today, a matter of fact, I have a 2015 Mustang that I have a humongous three liter Whipple charger on it, and a 
Oh, nice. Two, uh, I got to immediately judge you based on your Mustang. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can judge me on that. Yeah. Um, I just got to. How many crowds of people have you run over with it? No, I haven't run anyone over with it yet. Uh, I've. Do you uh, know that joke? I do know that joke, yeah. but there's also well, a ton you of. You can't be a Mustang owner and not know that. Yeah. yeah, I will say there's also a ton of Camaro videos out there of people doing the same thing in Camaros, oh, but. <laughs> pretty much, it. yes. And, and now you see it more with Challengers and uh, in Chargers, you it's know. A lot. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Chargers are busy doing donuts in parking lots. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to disrupting the neighborhood with that thing. Okay. Yeah, Anything else? Yeah. Well, that's my first thing. Are we doing round robin? No, you just give me your couple. Um. I'm looking, uh, doing a little road trip with the family. We don't know exactly where we're going. We're throwing a couple ideas out there. I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm not doing the mouse's house. Uh, I'm kind of fed up with that place. Okay. But uh, I was thinking maybe Dollywood. Oh, like, that'd be cool. Like uh, get out that that's way. Good, go, that's a good road trip. I love Go Tennessee. a little west, get to Tennessee. Know. That's where my wife is in Gatlinburg right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I hear it's beautiful to stay out there, like uh, in that area. Tennessee is one of my favorite states. Yeah. By far. Like Tennessee I, is great. Yeah. Well, I just... So just go vacationing without him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got that new steamboat with wheels, so uh, I figure maybe we'll uh, we'll road trip that this summer. Very and, nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. So mine, my uh, sort of like summer is here thing is I love my wife and I love uh, front we call front porch drinks. Oh yeah. So Ooh. I love like you know making some like Lynchburg lemonade, or, like a picture of it. Or and I know. love coming up and sitting on your front porch. It's, and- it's amazing. <laughs> so so you guys, so just so you guys know, Keith lives three doors down. And uh, we have like a great, 200 yards. <laughs> yeah. We have great neighbors. Yes. And so I love within, just sitting in a, wo- a wobbling home range. Yes yes, yes. yes. So I love just like sitting there and like the kids are, playing. I ride my bike. Yeah. Yeah. You do really. <laughs> yeah. But I love to like sit there. Kids are playing on the front lawn and like a neighbor will walk by. Hey, you want to drink? And like, I, I just love that, that social aspect yeah. and that part I love. And the other one, this is a weird one. I just want to have everyone leave me alone for a bit. And I want, <laughs> and I want to fall asleep on a hammock. On my hammock. Okay. I just want to take like a nice Good. summer nap on a hammock. I fell off yeah. your hammock last summer. You did. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, Big Keith, because you are Big Keith, but you were Bigger Keith. Yeah. Bigger Keith broke a chair. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that? I do remember but that. But like now. now the new stealth view. Um, I'm, I'm middle, middle-sized. Middle-sized. You're not breaking chairs anymore. <laughs> no, not hopefully off, not. You're not falling off hammocks. Like it's a whole new, well, a whole hammock, new I might still fall off a hammock. There's some balance that's involved in that. If the front porch drinks go well, correct, you could fall off yeah, a hammock. For sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go, Kurt. Let's we'll let Jesse have the last word. All right. So, uh, I mean, for us uh, down here in, in Georgia in the summer, the thing we look forward to most is staying inside in the air conditioning. <laughs> Opposite of here. <laughs> um, but for uh, for for my family, uh, it is our we every summer we drive up to Michigan, and, oh. and um, because you know we have to go where the summer's awesome. That's a uh, cool. That's great. a that's summer's a good road trip. Georgia. Yeah, summer's great in in Georgia, but you do want to be indoors for at least part of the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we have to Michigan. That's where my wife and I are originally from. We go back up there and visit family and do all the classic summertime stuff of, uh, you know, boat stuff and camping stuff and all uh, make family memories. So cool. Cool. That's good one. Cakes, all the good stuff. Very cool. There's a, I know there's a lot of really cool places in that area, like along the, the lake and do you go near the yeah. lake? Uh, yeah. So, uh, grew up 
about a half hour away from it. And I could, we could have a whole nother podcast where I peer pressure you into going to all the cool places. I like cool. Yeah, that's that awesome. sounds fun. So. Well, you could, you, if you want to do like a, like a reverse J, you could head up North, hit New York, come hang out here for a bit. And then, you know, go out to go out to, West. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You lost me at, uh, come to New York. <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet. You got to yeah. drive through the gauntlet. Yeah, that's, that's it. See, and that's frustrating because like geographically, New York is beautiful. And yeah. California is one of the most beautiful yeah. states and beautiful places in the world. And it's just frustrating that like politics make me want not want to go to those places. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sucks. I feel sucks. like I feel like I'm not wanted there. Yeah. Not my my type. Hopefully, one day it won't be like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jesse, you have the final word. Lay it on us. Oh, man. Lots of pressure. All right. Uh, so typically, my family and I, and honestly, I, Kurt's family and. Some of our managers, we we go uh, to the the farm that Kurt and I own, and yep. uh, we hang out down by the river, and we have fires, and we roast uh, you know hot dogs and s'mores, and the kids play in the river, and the adults just talk and chill, and it is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, it's when great. it's warmer outside, um, yeah. also. Uh, because the wife and kids love it so much and I, I don't mind it either. Uh, but it's a lot more work for me, uh, taking the boat out on the lake and, you know, just having fun for a day. Those sound like good things to me. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Kurt and Jesse for hanging out with us and chopping it up. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.